Star Wars. It's great in the arcade. Whoa! Tie fighters, fireballs, coming right at me. Watch the laser towers. Aim for the tops. Pick on the cannons. Use the force. They're coming too fast. It's way, it's way. My shields are gone. All right, stop going in. In a galaxy of video games, there is only one Star Wars. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. works very small man can cast a very large shadow this <laughs> does put a smile on my face once more the Sith will rule the galaxy You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 149 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots this evening, a man who's wearing a shirt with tiger. It's a tiger. It's a white tiger with blue eyes staring right at me. Mr. Carlos Buargoyo. The man we call Crunch Crunch, the man who got to, uh, well, I was going to say got to sit next to me during X-Men, but that didn't happen. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> Mr. Les's uh, Gonzalez. <laughs> that is the greatest thing I've ever heard. That is, that is less than a nutshell. Was that your reaction to the X-Men? <laughs> the man we call El Hombre. The man who plays guitar just as smooth as the peanut butter he prefers to chow down on, Mr. Eric. It's <laughs> <laughs> already gonna be this one. Huh? Oh my goodness! Oh my god, man! Just like, just like pouring a little honey on the peanut butter. That's how I play guitar. That's it. Pour Dude, some. You totally like derailed me just there. Yeah, that's my whole goal. Is I, I try to do that. I try to derail you. You're nailing to, it. Yeah, I'm crushing it. <laughs> And the man we all call the king, the man <laughs> who inspired those shoes that everybody's buying that are pretty much like clothy material. I think they're called Tom's. Mr. King Tom Chansky. How you doing, King Tom? I- I'm doing all right. I'm reeling with the fact that I've inspired a whole generation's footwear. But other than that, I'm, and, and aside from t- some technical difficulties, I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, King Tom, uh, this time it wasn't me. <laughs> this time it was King Tom. His uh, microphone actually just pretty much blew up on us, and he's using his microphone on his laptop, correct? Webcam, yeah. Webcam. Webcam. And it sounds pretty good, King Tom. I'm not going to lie. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. How's everybody doing? Mr. Struthers, I'm going to start with you. How is your week going? <laughs> Everything's great, man. Everything. There couldn't possibly be anything going better 
than things are going now, unless I were to win the lottery. Oh, that sounds, that would be amazing. What would, what would be one thing you'd do tomorrow if you won the lottery? Porn. Why would he do porn? He's I rich. I don't what, fucking what, know. That's where this guy's head's at. Porn. Why would you do porn if you want to? I'm trying to throw him off too, but you know, he stayed so steel, steel alive. thing I would do tomorrow <laughs> if I won the lottery. Buy some um, smooth peanut butter. <laughs> a lifetime supply. A lifetime supply of Jiffy. <laughs> I would buy, yeah, I would buy. A ball load of stock of Jiffy. Every jar of crunchy peanut butter and hoard it. <laughs> oh, you ill. No, what would I do? That's a good question, man. I don't know. Um, probably uh, like take my wife and kids on a trip, but I would hire somebody to come along and watch mm. the kids so we didn't have to put up with their crap. That's when we didn't want to. You just, know? just like uh, I would, other other I rich people? Some, I would pay somebody to edit my <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I would hire some better podcast associates. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? you mean us. Not, for the, not for this podcast. Oh, okay. Buying podcast. associates. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Jeez. I this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd want somebody to edit my podcast because I don't know. I would be so well, protected of it. Write down notes, little bullet points, mm-hmm. put this here, put that there, put this here. And I'm pretty much editing it then. No, 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 but you're not doing the, the actual yeah. hand you're leaving work. direction. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's kind of like having something, you know, dictated, but you're not writing it down. What'd you call me? Yeah. You, dictated. Okay. Yeah. You could quit your job and pay yourself to edit your podcast. I already do that. I already edit at work. That's a, that's a <laughs> actually a great idea. Here's the deal. And this is what leadership is about. It's when you teach the people you lead to think like you do and make yeah. decisions like you do. True. Then when they have your vision, that's what it is. It's about casting vision. When they have your vision and they understand it, they'll produce results similar to what you would mm-hmm. and possibly even take it in a direction that's even better than anything you would have thought of. That's when you know you've succeeded as a leader. Wow. That's actually really good. Good God. That was that was deep. That was deep. Wow. It's too deep for this podcast. I know, right? Yeah. Also. I like making fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, if I won the lottery, what I would do, I would send a jet out to pick up Eric and King Tom and throw the horns and bring them to the baby shower this Sunday so throw the horns could play. Alive on stage. Alive on That'd stage. Be so sick. That's an mm-hmm. awesome idea. Mm-hmm. Dude, that would, that would rule. That would, would be very cool. I would so be on board for that. Your, right. your, uh, your baby showers on Father's Day? My baby, I'm sorry, it's Saturday, the day before Father's Day. Dude, look at you go, man. You're really feeling (laughs) it. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. We have 162 people so far that have confirmed. 102 many. (laughs) Yeah, 102 many. It's going to be crazy. And a lot of the podcast family, by the way, is going to be there. So a lot of the MSW family. Yeah, West Side MSW family Mm -hmm. is going to be there. How you doing, boo? I'm good. I'm good. What's inspired this crazy tiger shirt of yours? It's clean. <laughs> it's clean. Yeah, it's clean and it's, Don't do it. it's comfortable. No, that's about it. Clean, comfy. Yep, that's about it. Yeah, I literally left my house, went to my parents' house, then came here. Was not in public at a single point in time. No, I, you're rocking that thing. So I, yeah, if you can rock that thing, it's so unrockable that if oh. you can walk out with it. It's wear, rockable. Does I, that make sense? Yeah, I wear this shit to work. Are you kidding me? I'm like, fuck it. I walk in at three in the morning. I'm like, yeah, this is on. You know, it's like when people started drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon. That shit yeah. tastes god awful. And now it's become a hipster thing where you have to pay twelve bucks to get in a for bar. a shitty beer. Yeah, that's what your shirt. <laughs> they is. were going out there. They, I think they are going out of business. I, I think Coors is selling Pabst or something like that. Mm, yeah, because it's fucking crap. It is bad. Um, it's definitely not the champagne of beers. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, definitely not. It's definitely not. Key Tom's like, shit, because I know. Definitely no, not. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. haven't got... had a beer in almost 13 years, and I can tell you for a fact. That pass is awful. Well, that's how you do it, man. He's having a Pabst. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I guarantee you one thing. If we all had Pabst here, we'd be drinking them. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'd be, trying to, I'd be trying to get it down. It wouldn't be. It, it, yeah, no. Pabst is not beers. Yeah. good. <sighs> but I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm good. You're doing good. King Tom, you? Everything good? I'm, yeah, I'm doing fine. I was on a kick-ass podcast last week. I'm on a kick-ass podcast this week. <sighs> Which What podcast was it that was so kick-ass? I don't remember. It was one dude who rocked a lot, and the other dudes were pretty okay. Oh, Rogue One Star Wars podcast for a while. Oh, I, I was about to I take got, a drink and spew all the liquid that I was about to drink. Right I got. Now. I put my drink back down because I knew something was gonna happen. I was gonna burst Eric, out laughing Eric's after dying of laughter. Right this now. was all going. Uh, we're getting Eric today. Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting Eric. Yeah. All right. You were. You was on bad motivators. I gotta tell you something. I gotta oh, tell no. you something. So I was at a gig. Was that where I was? I, I think I was at a gig. Oh, no. And th- there was this guy there that I swear I did a double take and I thought it was Hawes. And oh. it, but I'm like, I'm like, where's the where's the chair, man? Oh, <laughs> oh sh- dude, it looks so much like him. I felt like I needed to go ask him if he knew Hawes. That's oh, how much he one of those should have okay. took a picture with him. Yeah. Find out that it's his long lost brother. Yeah. Well, that, that's. That's one of the most disappointing things about returning to real life after celebration mm. is I see all these people who look like friends from celebration right. and they're not them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure you guys saw a lot of people look like me, huh? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I saw. A, you a hear the silence? You hear the TV silence? And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, it's a rock. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's get into this. This is going to be a good one, guys. Oh, I have a feeling. Oh, man. <laughs> We're, we're doing the music minute now. You just jumped the gun here. Okay, said, okay. Get in there. All right. All right. I'm, I'm feeling a little police. That's exactly what this is, dude. All right. Let it play out. Let it play out. Glad you picked the really good part of the song. <laughs> All right. All right. You already know. I already know what. This intro- <laughs> here we go. This is when the world goes tumbling down. You're the best of what goes around. Something like yeah, that's something it. like that, yeah. right? All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so let's do this. Let's do this right off the bat before we even get into the podcast. The music minute. Ooh, that's what that wow. felt like. Okay, it, okay. It, to realize that it was the police, because I'm guessing that's later police. I would say that is yes. I think that's not on synchronicity. No, I'm more familiar with their earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. Where they had songs that rocked and at the same time repeated a phrase over and over and over again, and you drink each time you hear it. Oh, okay. It's so lonely, nice. or Roxanne, or something. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's it's still good. You could still kind of tell it's them. The 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 snippet you guys played, but it it wasn't. It's not something that would be at the top of uh, any of my police playlists. Still a good song. Yeah, it it definitely is a good song. I love their sound, and they are one of those bands that you it cannot dispute the fact that they have a very distinct sound and as soon as you hear them you know who it is and that's pretty cool that's what you always hope for yeah and i got to see sting live solo and he does police songs he was great and i got to see the police at dodger stadium Mm. wasn't a great experience well foo fighters opened up 
but I was in the very, very last row in the last section, and they look like little ants. Oh, so th- that took me out of it a little bit, but still great musicianship, and there's you know yeah. they're they're fantastic. Does, does Sting play police songs? He plays a lot of a lot of them. I mean, he, half yeah. half his catalog is police songs. Okay. In my, it's my bet that to Sting, he thinks those are Sting songs. Oh, for <laughs> yeah, sure, right. for sure. But right. what what I think is cool though about the Police, it's not just the fact that they have a, such a recognizable sound, but that everybody in there has a recognizable sound. Obviously, Sting's voice, but then you know Andy Summers, his guitar tone. Mm-hmm. And his style, nobody sounds or plays like that. You just know it's him. Andy Summer, and I guarantee right. it that any time that they're trying to sting is like getting ready to go out on the road, that's what they look for in the ad. It's like, dude, who can sound just like this? Right. And Stuart Copeland is, was an unbelievable mm-hmm. drummer. And he, his technique was totally different. He ended up being in a band with Les Claypool from Primus. That's right. Um, which was very cool. And Trey Anastasio, I believe, from Fish. They did a little like crazy oh, they little, did, like, jam, a little band, jam band together, and they yeah. toured for about a year. Yeah, I didn't get to see them, but and they did they did the entire Dark Side of the Moon and the Animals uh, uh, Pink Floyd Animals album hmm. on tour, which was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, that's crazy. Weird. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, I know craziness. Yeah, it was a good one, Les. Yeah, when it comes through, remember for this music minute, anybody at any time can interject one time an episode. So we are spent on the music minute this episode, but next episode could be anyone. Okay. We still haven't heard from Boo or King Tom. Oh, this is a new thing. For, I think this is my first episode you guys are doing one, so I might have to start coming prepared. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yes. you weren't on the last time. That's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. All right. Let's get to the shenanigans real quick. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like now this podcasting, Blue Harvest Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 287, First Order Transmission, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jason, Tatooine Sun. And Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. Check them out. Again, welcome to the family to Tatooine Sons, Kessel Run Radio, and Around the Galaxy. They are the new podcast on the network. Please check them out. They are all great podcasts. Check us out on social media, thesithlist.net. Email us, thesithlist at gmail.com. And give us a voicemail. Do whatever you want. And we'll give our Twitter stuffs at the end. And that is your shenanigans for the week. I have on the show notes salad types. What types of salads? But I don't think we're going to talk about that this week. Caesar. Caesar? I'm more potato. of a... Med- uh, potato. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Eric. I'm more of a that. Mediterranean. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Olives. I was going to say, but don't you feta like cheese. antipasta? I love antipasta. That's like your, yeah. your thing. Love antipasta it. Salad. Love it. Love it. Love it. I like something with dark greens. Hmm? Dark greens. I don't greens. like, like light-colored lettuce. Don't trust it. I'm a complete opposite. I like iceberg the iceberg all lettuce all day. All day. The all day. crunchier, the Olive colder. Garden salad, fantastic. Oh, amazing. Their dressing. Oh, fantastic. Oh, so you like like spinach and spring mix and stuff you like, like kale, that, right? You like kale. Yes. Kale, okay. arugula, stuff see, like that. See, Struthers and I go for gut busters. Potato I salad. like potato <laughs> salad and macaroni <laughs> salad. Little, little oh, seafood oh, salad. Oh, if we're oh, talking good, real dude. good salad. Yeah. yeah if no, I had no, no, choice, no, 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 no. Oh, had your We pick, had fucking dude. regular salad. You had your pick, bro. Oh, fuck you You guys. said Caesar. Like, I you love potato salad. You didn't say chicken Caesar. You're done. Are you guys <laughs> hip to ham salad? I am. Yeah. I've had ham salad. Yeah. Tell you a secret about ham salad. It's not ham. <laughs> or let me rephrase that. It's not just ham. I worked That's at a right. little grocery store where we would make our own ham salad and stuff. And it was basically any lunch meat. Once, you know, it was a deli. So once it gets down to the end where you can't really get viable slices out of it, you threw it in a pile. And yep. you use that and you chopped it all up and you ran it, it through up. the grinder and you made ham salad mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah, that sounds bomb to me. 
Shit. Little chunks of Whatever cheese works. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right yeah. up your alley, boo. Hell yeah. Definitely right up your alley. Whatever works. Fuck, that's how it is. Do you guys like fried chicken? Oh, I do. Come on. Come on. Fucking love fried chicken. Come on. Don't okay. eat it enough. You gotta, you gotta come visit me, man. We're gonna go to Woody's. Okay. Shh, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. Oh, they make their line in there, too. Oh. Disneyland. Disneyland. There's a restaurant in Disneyland. I don't know if you've been to In boo. the New Orleans area. Right? No, no, no. Right when you go into Main Street, you make a right. It's right there. It's a fried chicken restaurant. They make amazing fried chicken. Well, you're, you're talking right there at the circle where you see yes. Walt Disney? Yeah, yes. yeah, of course. Yeah, right on the right hand side. I love that it's fucking fried fucking chicken. Amazing. That's my favorite fried chicken, actually. Is it? Yeah, because it's air fried. It's not that greasy, but it's That's still right. got the. Uh, oh, you're missing out, though. Oh, man. It's got to be dipped in some grease, dude. <sighs> no. Well, yeah, I, I love it greasy, oil. but shit. But, yeah, but the air fried? Mmm, some bitch. Your napkin needs to have some splotches on it. Some bitch. <laughs> Mm. I'm getting, I'm getting hungry. Right? <laughs> I know, I know. Enough of that. The listeners are like, what the fuck let's, is let's happening? talk about some fucking geekdom. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but you know what? The last uh, conversation we had with Peanut Butters did this whole thing on Twitter, and it was That's great. Huge, yeah. It was fantastic. Give us your salad choices now. Oh no. Box office guys, Universal and Illumination's Secret Life of Pets Two was unable to even deliver half of the opening the first film delivered just a few years ago. Well, Fox's Dark Phoenix entered the weekend as the worst reviewed film in the X-Men franchise ever and predictably delivered the lowest opening weekend of the franchise. King Tom is ready. He's chomping at the bit, but we're not going to get your review yet, King Tom. Secret Life of Pets 2, 46 million. Dark Phoenix, 32 million. And Aladdin still, 24.6 million dollars. Aladdin has moved to 620 million dollars worldwide. Pretty crazy. I got to see Rocket Man. Over the weekend. And I got to see Dark Phoenix. We'll talk mm-hmm, about that mm-hmm. when it's time. Rocket Man loved it. Thought it was great. Taron Egerton, yes, will definitely be nominated for Best Actor Academy Award. Really? For sure. Okay. He was just amazing. He encompassed El- Elton John, sounded like Elton John. And here's a great thing they didn't use Elton John's voice. It was all Taron Egerton. It was all him. Wow. And he. Wow. wow. Yeah. And Kudos it, to him. And just amazing job. What did you say your name is again? Elson. Taron is an actor of incredible range. Blue jean baby, lady. Elton said, I don't think I've ever heard anyone sing my songs better than Taron. Elton's songs are the defining moments in people's lives, and the songs should all come from a place of character. Taron's actually singing in the film. And he's so convincing, and his voice is incredible. I don't think there's anyone in the world who could play Elton. It's Taron's role. It's been the greatest joy of my professional life making this film. It's never going to last. Let's just enjoy it while we can. Kudos to everybody in the cast. Because everybody sings in the cast. Damn. It's definitely a musical, so don't go in there thinking you're watching Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a musical from beginning to end, but I would say it's about about 70, 30. There's a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dialogue, but there's a lot of music, and it's his life all the way up to about 1984 when I'm Still Standing came out. Mm. And let me tell you, Elton John partied like a fucking rock star, man. <laughs> like a rocket man? Like a rocket man. Yeah. See, the the trailers didn't make it seem like it was a musical. 
Yes, I know. It seemed just like Bohemian Rhapsody. Of course it did. Studios want to manipulate it and and make you think that. But in the first 10 minutes, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is, I can't do this. Like, because it was 10 minutes straight of music. And I was like, are they even going to have dialogue in this fucking film? And luckily they broke into dialogue and it got really interesting. Could this be on Broadway? Oh, easily could be on Broadway. And just the costumes alone, uh, it was very flashy. And it was about him and great spots that I've been to. Like I've been to the Troubadour, I've been to Dodger Stadium, mm-hmm. I've been to the Whiskey A Go Go. They show you those spots during this, the height of those spots. So I would definitely recommend it. And if you like Elton John, you're going to absolutely love it. Oh, who doesn't like Elton John? Come on. Um, I don't know. I don't know. His early stuff was great. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you know, he sobered up and he got <laughs> not fun. Not fun. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you used to be fun, man. Yeah, when you were high. <laughs> so we're gonna get into Dark Phoenix and all that in a bit. We're gonna get into comic book movie TV news and all that great stuff. But let's get into my favorite thing to talk about. I know King Tom's favorite thing to talk about. I know Eric yep. Strother's favorite thing to talk about. And hopefully soon, Boo and Les's favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> some Star Wars. Mr. Strothers, can you guide us through this galaxy? Can I? Yes, I can, actually. So there's some big news in, well, it was E3, okay? There's some big game news, one of which, and probably the least exciting for most people, but super exciting for me, is the Star Wars, the Lego version, the Skywalker Saga. Yep. The the Lego Star Wars games are great, man. They're super playable. I really dig them. And, uh... Yeah, the Skywalker Saga, all nine films, and it's, it's my understanding that it's all new. It's not going to be the original Star Wars Lego game coupled with Star Wars Lego 2, like, um, what are, what's the one I have? The Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, The Complete Saga. That is just the original two Star Wars games. And I don't think it's that, man. I think it's all new stuff. It look There's just a trailer with no gameplay, but it's kind of your standard issue funny lego stuff one of the best parts is kylo ren builds (laughs) a darth vader snowman which is very cute and uh it's 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 a great franchise man and it couples two things that i really dig in my household which is star wars and legos Mm -hmm. but obviously the bright shining star of the entire star wars gaming is jedi fallen order we got uh the trailer is out there And they released something like 12 minutes of alpha gameplay. And it looks amazing. Did you guys check that out? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you want to play it? Dude, what's this little dude called? Dio, little robot. Right? No, that's not Dio. Oh, Dio's a B- one. Oh, okay. Letter B, letter D. BD1. Okay, so. Frame rate on this is so it, high. It just looks. I mean, just the swamp at ats. Come on now. So obviously, people were watching this. There's a lot of action, but here's the kicker. I'm here on Jedi business. I don't like that he is. Both of his eyes are okay on this. This is Force Whitaker. Rebels, though. Oh, you're right. I love that they got Forrest Whitaker to do the voice. Yeah. He legit yeah. impaled some dude. These guys, man. 
I love, I love the villain. Those force pikes. I don't know what they're called. Those troopers. Purge they troopers. Are really Purge cool. troopers. Purge troopers. Purge troopers. Yeah. to play. What? K2SO is turned? Just kidding. <laughs> Get lost. Dude, the way he slows down time, stops time, like Kylo Ren did, freezing Ray. Yeah. Using the laser bolt. Dude, so good. It just looks beautiful. It does. Jedi it Fallen or EA. It looks great. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> you alright? No, we are not doing that again. Ah, uh, looks I beautiful. Wish that was, I wish that was the trailer they showed at Celebration. Me too. Not that it, it wasn't a bad trailer, but this just pumped me up so much more than that one did. Not only that, why not show us Sagrera at Celebration? I mean, unless right. they didn't have the voiceovers at the time, which is which is possible. Yeah. Was he was he one of the guests signing and doing autographs? They could have just had him out uh, on stage. I don't remember. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, I think Forrest yeah. Whitaker was there. He was a celebration. I think he was. I I think Riz Ahmed was there. Riz Ahmed was. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Rogue One guys were there. And by the way, I like to just say this again that I love Rogue One. But yeah, I absolutely love that Let's movie. Get that out there. I saw it again on TNT. Fantastic. It is. An awesome movie, man. And you know something I was noticing in a movie because I saw it recently as well. Some of the shots in that movie are just beautiful. Scenes are just so epic and so huge. You just like, holy shit! This is this is something else. You know, just just the sheer size of what's going on is just insane. Yeah, fantastic, yeah, fantastic. Film. We went off track there. Yeah, but. we did. Eric, what do you think about this video game? Uh, I think it looks great, man. I love video games. I don't have a, a gaming console right now, but for this, I would strongly consider getting one or just getting a new gaming PC. I, t it's always a factor of time. I just can't afford right. to have something that's just going to suck me into it for hours and hours and hours on end every week. Mm -hmm. But it looks so good that it makes me think about quitting my job and playing it. Yeah. I know. I hope I have time. I bought Battlefront 2 because it has a campaign mode. Yes. Opened it, stuck it on my Xbox, downloaded the update, haven't touched it since. <laughs> and I love the fact that they're doing campaign mode. I don't want to play online. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I like playing the story. It makes me feel like I'm in a movie. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go out there and get killed every two seconds. I want to be able to walk around and enjoy it. And So this is perfect. I really can't wait for this. So hopefully well done, EA. All right, Eric. Uh, anything else on the docket here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> he was looking up prices on gaming computers. <laughs> yeah, I was. It's like anybody got an Xbox One X? They're just dying to get rid of. <laughs> get hit, you know, hit them hard times, financial troubles. <laughs> uh, let me, let me take that off your hand. Your problems. That's right. Uh, so this is in Cinema Blender, Raj. We were talking about this earlier, and the title of this is The Rise of Skywalker's Editor Had to Convince J.J. Abrams to Let Her Cut the Movie on Set. And so what was different about this is the editor, let me see if I can find her name. Marianne Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. There it is. Uh, she was there the entire time and was like right within 10 feet of the camera constantly to see what was going on. That's and so crazy. We're, she was doing editing, you know, basically at night, like where people would be seeing the dailies, man, she's chopping them up and, and doing the do. And 
I, I think it's cool that she said part of it is because there's just the length of time they have. They're just, they don't have the kind of time that they had with the force awakens. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder if <sighs> when I record music, that tends to be what I do rather than just do takes and takes and takes. I edit while I'm going and maybe oh, that slows okay. me down, but I feel like to me, it actually improves my workflow. Yeah. And uh, so I can see why this would be a thing. And and I, I just wonder how, like, how tough that is if, you know, she can make a call where it's like, hey, look, this, I'm not going to be able to staple this together. You need to do this. You need to do this. Yeah, that's crazy because not only can she see it right there in the end of that scene, but JJ can see it at the end of that scene. And he doesn't have the luxury of seeing kind of like a cut sample of 15 minutes of video or film or digital, whatever the hell it is now. Um, so that's pretty cool too. I think he gets a better gist of how the film is going to end up and he films his movies in order as well, mm-hmm. which is not the norm. Also, this was really, really cool. And she actually spoke at this Carsey Wolf center in Santa Barbara. And this is where cinema blend got it. And via comicbook.com. Um, and this is what she said. I did this thing on cutting rise of Skywalker and we have a very short schedule. Just like Eric was saying, when we did the force awakens, we started in May and we finished shooting in October. And we were out the following Christmas. For this film, we didn't start until August, so we weren't done until February shooting. So we have four months less time, and it's a very big film. So I convinced JJ to let me cut on the set. He was like, no, we never do that. I was like, just try it so I can start turning over shots. So I was on the set the entire time, and he got so used to it, he was like, you need to be less than 10 feet away from me at all times. So if the cameras would move 10 feet, I would move 10 feet with it. I was everywhere, outside, in a water tank, everywhere. So that is definitely different. They definitely do not edit that way. And if you listen to the Blockbuster podcast, you know that that's not usually the process. She goes back to, to alias days with JJ. So yeah. they know, you know how, how each other works. And he probably trusts her enough to, even though he's uncomfortable with it at first, to let her do that. My question, thinking about the schedule she mentioned, do we know or have they said whether they're doing reshoots or not? I believe they are doing reshoots. I've heard that uh, from a little birdie somewhere close to us on the network. But <laughs> I think they were planned reshoots, if I'm not mistaken. Right. But Usually it's planned in the schedule. I just didn't know how that fit in with where they're at now. And I'm sure they don't have to reshoot as much because of this process. Yeah. I would imagine. Pretty interesting. I, I like all these different things that are coming out of this film um, and things like this. It's just going to make it really unique. So pretty excited. And editing well, is one I, of the most important things of a film, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you can make or break a, a film in editing. Mm-hmm. It makes all the difference in the world. And then look, if you listen to Blockbuster, and you'll get to hear all yeah, about how right. that saved Star Wars. You know what's crazy is when I was looking up stuff for the show notes, I saw that our boy Rick Villanueva and our listener, he also listens to the podcast. When I was looking up stuff, and Cinema Blend had an article about Lobot and Lando, they pretty much had his tweet on there saying because he what he did did you guys see this what rick did eric yes sir he lightened up the picture yeah so oh in in the yeah in the images from come on help me out Uh, vanity fair vanity fair and yeah for and you see lando on his left arm it looks like in the picture you can see what appears to be that little wrist communicator that he had in empire strikes back where he signals lobot Mm-hmm. It looks like he has that on, and you can see just a hint of it sticking out under his sleeve. 
And so Rick mentioned that and they picked it up and so good on him. Number yeah, one good on you, Rick. It, and number two being, you know, being featured on the, on the story. Yeah. Not only that. Yeah. It's definitely his, his little communicator thing. It looks just like it. That's awesome. And that'd be cool to see Lobot. I mean, they brought him back for the comics, right? They had a whole comic book run with him and Lando. So why not? <laughs> I think that'd be cool. Little fan service. Those are the kind of little fan yeah. service things that I wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, when, right. when we first see Lando or something like that, Lobot's there with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now, Eric, I know we got uh, we're talking about this crazy ass Reddit theory, and I know that usually theories on Reddit are crazy ass theories. But I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit, just because um, not exactly detailed like this guy put out there. Uh, so there was an article. Did you read this article, Eric? I did, sir. I did. You want to uh, like skim over it really quickly? Yeah. So, okay. So the gist of this is, is it's, it's about Ray's lineage her mm-hmm. parentage, if you will. And what it amounts to is, and it brings a lot of quote unquote proof, just basically things that could possibly support it, I guess is a better way to describe it. That Ray is a clone of Luke Skywalker made from the hand that was severed along with the lightsaber. The lightsaber has been uh, returned to the story, retrieved, so where's the hand? And, you know, in The Force Awakens, we all heard that in the original idea was to have the movie start with that hand and the same. Yeah, that was legit. Yeah, that was how they're going to do it. I'm really glad they didn't do that. Yeah, me too, me too. So here, let me just read you this piece. Ray is a clone of Luke made from his hand that got cut off in Empire Strikes Back. The clone was made by Palpatine in one of his labs in Jakku. Two junk traders found Palpatine's lab and were scavenging for goods they could have sold off for drinking money. They found Ray and sold her off to Ankar Plutt. Okay. Now, there are some some things, like if you read the Aftermath trilogy and stuff like that, there... There was a character that people thought it was for sure going to turn out to be Snoke. And it was Gallius, mm-hmm. Gallius Rax. Gallius Rax. He was going to this this big thing that Palpatine had on Jakku. And it, it was, um, let's see where, oh, something, something, something. Palpatine did have a secret observatory on Jakku yep. located under the plaintive hand plateau. An ironic place to put a lab where you clone somebody using their hand. So, I guess... The only reason I wanted to talk about it is only because there has been these kind of little things in these books and these comics, you know, that kind of, not not point to this direction, but make it a little bit more plausible. It's not crazy. It's not that crazy. It sounds crazy when you first read it. Even the article that was talking about it on, like, I don't know if it was on uh, Collider or something, said, I know this sounds far-fetched, and it's not... You know, obviously not 100%, but there's clues here and there that they put in canon. And why would they put these things in canon if they're not going to bring them back later on? Mm -hmm. So that's the only reason I want to talk about it. It's definitely plausible. Well, here's my thing. I I feel like if anybody knows what a clone is, it's a replication of something's DNA. I would like to point out that Ray physically looks nothing like Luke. She's not the same height. She is. That's just like saying, well, I it's not a clone. then. No, it wouldn't be an exact clone. No. And so, I mean, and whatever I it's Star Wars, you can do whatever you want with it. Would I be mad if that's what they did? No. 
not at all. But I, if they did it right, I remember Hawes saying the thing. Well, if you would have told me that here's what was going to happen in The Last Jedi, I would have been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Heard it explained. Right. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's the best. And so, yeah, I could totally see this this working out. I just, I would be surprised if they went that way. Uh, but I, here, well, well, and here's the other thing. Okay. You could take this for what it is. They've made it seem like JJ had one idea in mind for what Ray's lineage was going to be. Ryan Johnson did something completely different. I, from this is the, the vibe that I've gotten from this, that JJ's like, yeah, we'll still respect that, but we're going to do this other thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If that's the deal, then the whole plane of hand and all that stuff is out the window because that would have meant it, that would have already had to have been planned ahead of time. And that that's what Ryan Johnson would have had to go along with too, if that was the plan. So if that was already out there and it's like, here's what the story group says they're going to do, they would have, you wouldn't hear that explanation. You wouldn't hear, I guess that, that timeline of, of events. They would have told on the in the real life side. They would have told Ryan. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to get. That's yeah, much su- more succinct way of putting it. Yeah, they would have. They would have told. This Ryan. is well, why you're the king. That is why. King, yeah, I, king, I, king Tom, what do you think, buddy? I'm with Eric. Um, just if that's what it is, I want to see it, and I'm sure I'll be fine with it. But it's just too, it's too connect the dots for me right now as it is. I don't think. It was very likely that as Chuck Wendig was writing these books, Pablo gave him a call and said, hey, put something in called the plane of hand, because I can't tell you, but it's important. Just put it in there and put it on Jakku. I don't for them to do that, but not tell Ryan. That's the origin they had in mind. That That's just a little bit boggling to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I just want to get it out there just in case it is. And then we can say we called it. Ah. Just kidding. We didn't call it. The guy called it. <laughs> well, you guys did. Eric and I did. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not agreeing with this. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm saying that. Sure, you're not. I'm, not. I'm just saying that this could be a possibility. That's it. Not that I want it. I didn't want this whole hand thing to begin with. I thought that was pretty hokey. When I first heard that rumor, I was like, "Oh Lord!" Well, why wouldn't no. they just clone an evil version of Luke or clone a different, like an actual version of Luke? Yeah. Instead of this innocent being that is ray yeah yeah that's a good point so many different directions they could take this cloning thing if that's what they were going to do hey eric was the do you remember in the final aftermath book was the observatory destroyed i think so yeah because that book took place one year after return of the jedi between one and two years after return of the jedi and ray was born about she's 20 in the last jedi she would have been born 10 years 15 years after that yeah that feels about right to me so So, yeah the whole observatory or plane of hand whatever would have been destroyed and we don't even know that they're going to jakku in rise of skywalker because we've been told the desert planet is basana right pasadena absolutely pasadena well and i don't know necessarily that they'd go back there to find this news but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can, it's intriguing. Okay. I could see where the camera, because it's something has to, what's Palpatine doing in this movie? What's the slant with him? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And so that, that does make you wonder. It's worth talking about, but if, if we can come up with ways to shoot it down, the people who get paid to think about Star Wars all the time, 
probably have, you know, yeah, they've probably yeah. done it already. Absolutely. Right. You're right about that. Well, at least we talked a little Star Wars. That was my whole goal. <laughs> when, it. when there's no news, go to Reddit and look up <laughs> yeah. crazy ass theories that aren't under that search crazy. Yeah. That aren't that crazy. Now, there was, this isn't Star Wars related, but it is, you know, entertainment news related. Apparently, apparently, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift have made up and are friends again. Oh, I love Katy. I'm There's a big no Katie more Perry fan. She's blood. no Taylor Swift, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, in your eyes, news. yes. Yes, that is great news. Hanging out at Taylor's house in Rhode Island, baking cookies. <sighs> oh, Gosh, that's just <laughs> reunited and it oh, feels so no, good. No, that's just Struthers' dreams. That's what, that's what he wants to do is, you know, hang out with Taylor Swift and bake cookies. And yeah. Katy Perry. That yeah. is true. It is true. <laughs> it's called baking cookies on your head. Is that what you call it? Grow the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should be in the intro. That should be the last thing in our intro. Grow the fuck, grow the fuck up, up, man. man. <laughs> I just got myself cracked up. The show's uh, going to shit. Laughing gas is in the air. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hey. trying to keep it PG here. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah, come on, man. I he's, just want to hang out. He, he, he's going to put the frosting on later. Grow the I mean, fuck yeah. up, man. Yeah. <laughs> at his at his macadamia nuts. Okay, yeah. sir. Wow. Good God, sir. <laughs> <laughs> white, you know, white chocolate, white actually, chocolate, and macadamia. They're, they're more, they're more like raisins. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why you gotta do them like that? Oh, that was just you do know, me, baby. Friends without the sexual overtones. Yes, they can be. Not in your case, though, with Taylor Swift. It's like me and Beyonce. I can never be your friend. Uh, you just be your sub, if anything, dude. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be whatever. <laughs> yeah, you'll be drooling, whatever it is, panting like a dog. Don't yeah. threaten me with a good time. Yeah, <laughs> I will pant all day, all night. Grudge, collar, cheddar bay biscuits. Yeah, collar and a leash on his hands and knees. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> bark like a dog. Pop culture breakdown, <laughs> please. For the love of God, let's move on. We have a voice. I felt like the whole show broke down. <laughs> That happened in the first two minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had a we got a voicemail from our friend Jim who gave us that amazing voicemail about Arnold Schwarzenegger a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, hopefully, this one's uh, it was a letter. That was an email. Was, was if I'm not mistaken, right? It was a voicemail. Thanks uh, for paying attention, though. That too. <laughs> this time it's about the crawl. If you remember correctly, that movie oh, that was oh, just oh, a oh, fantastic oh. pile of craziness. Oh man, Boo doesn't know what I'm, we're talking about. Of course you don't, because it came out probably before you were thought of. Probably but we're gonna yeah, watch. Probably it's still twinkle my dad's eye. We're gonna listen to his voicemail, and then what we're gonna do is watch the trailer together because it's so unbelievably bad. It's so unbelievably bad, Jim, that it spawned a new segment that we're gonna be calling "Trailer Trashed." What we're gonna do? We have a new segment. We're gonna look at really horrible old school trailers, and we're gonna trash the shit out of them. Hence, trailer trashed. What do you guys think about that? I'm in. <laughs> Here's something interesting. Araj called me to find out if this was going to be offensive to my people. Let, 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 <laughs> I have to say, I <laughs> have a lot to do with that. No I was way. Very yes. wary. Because no I was funny. fine with it. I was going to tell him. Oh, yeah, you the are. Of course you Les, are. Les goes, I freaked out. Les goes, dude. dude, you need to. I don't know. We're, we're walking the fine line on this one. You need to talk to Eric. I'm Trothers. just saying, man. I said, all right, I'll talk to him. I'm but, just saying, wait, dude. What, what people? 
Yeah, what like people? That? Thank you. What people? Hey, I just had to make like sure. I go, you dude. People? I don't know if I'm cool. If it's okay for me to be like, we're gonna watch this. Thing. We're gonna do trailer. I just I don't even want to say it. So it's I'm a, it's a play on words. I live <laughs> in a stick built single family dwelling. <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. <laughs> with, <laughs> with a base. I just yeah. With an I address, just wanted to make it yeah, right. There's That's a foundation. Saying, sir. Just hook yeah. this to a car and drive it somewhere else. <laughs> and aren't you in Tornado Alley anyways? Isn't that bad? Yeah, but I. Um, That's besides the point. I told my kids if a tornado knocks on the door, just don't answer it. So we're safe. That's oh, awesome. Oh, Isn't there a popular show on in Canadian television called Trailer Trash Boys or whatever? Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys on trash. Oh, you just want to say trailer trash. You see what you just It's did, just dude? a play on words. I know. It's trailer fine. trashed. It's All fine. Right, man. Listeners, hey. you tell us what you think. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to start a new segment called. Fuck you, Raj, you insensitive <laughs> bastard. Why, why, first of all, I don't know why it came to me. Les was the one that told me to give you a call because he was I didn't worried. say give Eric a call. You said run it by Eric first. I said I would run, actually, and that's fine. And that's I what know. I did. I called him and I ran it by I'm him. I'm sorry, man. I just want to no, make no. sure, dude. No, no. It's, it's, we're in sensitive times. Let's be honest here, people. <laughs> and it would be really weird for the black Puerto Rican guy to be like, yeah, we're going to do this trailer trash thing. Trailer trash, trash thing. Duh. Thing. It's either way. I told you, it's very, I, very dangerous to. Oh, stop! Go ahead, King Tom. Go ahead. I thought you were being sensitive because it's an old trailer, and you know, among <laughs> us, Eric is the. Oh, <laughs> oh, double I whammy! I, I didn't say that. Double I didn't say that. Whammy. That was. Nuts. I'll let you two Midwest guys handle your own business. Public record search: The Araj is ten years older than I am. <gasps> public <gasps> records <laughs> that must make me like 63 then oh, Eric oh, what are you talking oh, about dude? <laughs> I must be really fucking old nobody told me I was 63 <laughs> holy shit off, how do you, wait a minute he just took the shot at you King Tom just took the shot at you why does it come back to me I didn't take a shot at Eric King Tom oh, just yeah, took a shot go. at it and it came back to me how does that always happen? Better than to mess with King Kong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I also got the Parks and Recreation uh, reference there, Eric. Wait, I'm trying to think of what you said. Because when, when they're digging up dirt on each other. And, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, oh, that's what I thought you were going for. Never mind. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> way too, I, that's way too much inside baseball. Okay. okay. So we're going to listen to Jim's voicemail, Can and then we're going to watch the crawl. So here's the voicemail from Jim. Let's listen to it. How you doing, Sith List? Um, so uh, the other the other week when I called in, I didn't know that you were gonna say your favorite quotes from movies that have been edited. Uh, if we if we're talking about that, mine's definitely from Scarface. Somehow, when it was on TV, they uh, with commercials, it was still only two hours. That doesn't make any sense, but uh, I guess they ed- ed- edited so much stuff out because of obviously for obvious reasons. But my favorite uh, quote in that starts right from the beginning after he got off the boat from Cuba and they're, I guess, interrogating him. <clears throat> they said, uh, "Hey, how'd you get that? Uh, how'd you get that scar from eating pineapple?" And <laughs> Scarface is a, you, you'll think you'll get a scar like this from eating pineapple, man. <laughs> I've had it since I was a kid, man. But uh, anyway, Jim's got the impressions down. I know. The reason that I called in was because I had a movie that I wanted, I guess it's called Retconned or Brought Back or Redone. Um, and it's Krull. K-R-U-L-L, man. I, I think that that's one of the most underrated movies from way back in the day. Um, I'm surprised it's not 
as famous as like Willow. I know Willow's not crazy famous. I mean, you understand the circles that Willow goes in. I don't understand why Krull is not right up there. <laughs> but a uh, shocking amount of people haven't seen it. So I want to know if you guys would like to, to see a new version of it. I'm curious if Boo has seen it. And uh, I'm curious who would play the lead. Um, and would you bring uh, Liam Neeson back? Because he was in it. Mm, he was in uh, it. Recall that. But uh, all right. You guys uh, keep up the great work. Have a good one. Well, thanks, Jim. I I'm glad you landed the Cessna that you're in. I really appreciate it. <laughs> he's he's flying with Harrison Ford Jiminy right Crickets. Now. Yeah, you, <laughs> I hope he's not. He I'm just glad his GPS didn't start uh, giving directions in the middle of his voicemail. Because that's happened before too. Turn right. Turn right. Turn right. Turn right. I said turn right, dumbass. Yeah, God damn good. it! Yeah, now good. you got to make a fucking U-turn. Uh, Jim, awesome. you are like a champ at those impressions, though. Yeah, that Tony Montana was pineapple. pretty good. That's that was great. a solid uh, Tony Montana. That was fantastic. Pineapple. <laughs> see, see, but I, I, I prefer it. I prefer it when they switch them. So, like, you know, like, uh, you know, these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane, right. where they'll be like mother trucking, and then like mother refrigerator. I like it when they switch them out, and yeah. then it's not the same one. I'm like, yeah, just, just that's the just best give way. Me, give, give me a, 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 a varied uh, idea of what you want to say. Scarface's got to be the worst movie to watch. That and Goodfellas. That's censored. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all all the yeah. You're right. All the good oh, shit. Yeah, man, and all this stuff is <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna watch Crawl. Uh oh. And it's a real Eric's di Eric's dying of laughter. What's going on, Eric? Oh, nothing, man. Nothing. Just thinking <laughs> of something. Some pineapple. He's thinking about pineapple. He's thinking about pineapples. There was a uh, so in Lego Star Wars we were talking about it. It was not in the game. It was one of the um I don't know what it was Yoda Chronicles or something. Mace Windu <laughs> says. Um, Sick and tired of these blaster firing battle droids. I'm like, <laughs> no, no way. way. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Amazing. That's cool that they did that. That's yeah. what's cool about those games. Yeah. Oh, it's rad. That's right. And, and it was, was, it was Samuel Jackson. No, it wasn't him voice. Oh, but, that sucks. Know, that was the whole point that it's Mace Windu who was mm -hmm. played by. Yeah. Right, right, right. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, dude, those Lego, the Lego Star Wars cartoons, they're, they were like 20 minute run times. They're great, man. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, that's right. Let's, yeah, watch, let's watch. Let's watch the crawl, crawl and then let's let's uh, interject while we're watching it, guys. This is the first unofficial official version of Trailer Trashed. The following preview oh, has been approved for all audiences by the Motion Picture Association of America. What the fuck, Jesus Holy Christ! Shit. Good lord. Starts off with a bang. Was it, is that Michael Fassbender? No, Michael Fassbender wasn't born. I don't think. <laughs> Came from the future. A doubtful seer. This looks like uh, Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, the boy's a hero. There's Liam Neeson. You oh, see him? Shit. Yeah. Follow a doubtful seer. Is that Chris <laughs> Pratt? It looks like a young Chris Pratt, and that that looks like. Must have help. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah. Is it Cyclops? Oh, look at Gandalf. Gandalf. Christopher Lee's in this, by the way. Just kidding. Well, you heard him. If you, you you listening to this, it is literally looks like they're trying to bank on Lord of the Rings and Star Wars at the same time. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm just thinking Time Bandits the whole time. Time Bandits as well. <laughs> nice dude, Ninja Star, dude. Star thing I thought was the <laughs> dopest when I was Coming there. soon to a theater near you. The weapon of choice was this like Ninja Star, but there was the size of like your hand. It, it looks mm -hmm. like the one from Predator. When yeah. He, when he gets the thing and he chucks it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't remember watching this film, by the way. So, Jim, I, I don't think unique, I've seen this. I have a unique story in how I actually had to sit through this film. You have a crawl story. Yes. That's, oh, that's, please, that's please divulge. Yeah. It is not. It is embarrassing of me, but I, for me, so I have to say it. So one night I was trying to stay up, stay up to watch some some Skinamax and uh, <laughs> back on Skinamax, huh? And uh, my mom came out, you quite, quite, electric, down, electric blue or quite a She said, "I can't sleep. You you up watching movies?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm up watching movies." <laughs> so I had to the blanket over through, you. Yeah. I had to flip through stations. <laughs> It just happened on Kroll, and it was edited. <laughs> it was on Channel 11. It was on Fox at, like, late night, like, 11.30 movie. Elvira, and I, Elvira presented it. It wasn't even that. It was just on. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to watch this movie. And we had to sit. I had to sit there. And my mom stayed up the whole time. We watched Kroll from start to finish. Well, how was it? It was definitely weird to see because I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen it. Uh... I don't remember. I and remember start the commercial, asking, but I don't remember the movie. And it, it 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 actually turned into kind of a bonding experience, which was kind of weird. But it was like, no, what's this shit? But I was like, what's that weapon? Because it was the, the hand thing, the the, 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 the star, star and yeah. all that. And then the, I'm going, do they have lasers in like medieval? I'm like, oh, it was it was just a trip. But it was the only way I was ever going to see that movie was that was the way it was going to happen. Holy crap! So, I look I honestly look like the studio went. You know, studios sometimes copy really quickly, especially back in the eighties. Let's mm-hmm. do let's let's figure out something. Like Battlestar Galactica is going to be mm-hmm. huge because of Star Wars. It looked like they were just playing off Star Wars and playing off Lord of the Rings, or that was just that oh, yeah, was everything. Crazy. Like I said, Time Bandits. It had yeah. all of the stuff. Yeah, the you guys, the you guys remember movie. seeing it? Boo, uh, boo! You haven't seen this. I haven't seen it, but it it looks like shit. I'll give you that. <laughs> It looks like shit, but it doesn't look that bad. Like I'd I'd watch it. It 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 looks like a shittier version of like Conan. Oh yeah, I see. I, I get a little bit of a Conan look, yeah. not not feel, because Conan's actually a decent movie. But I I get like a feel of how it looks and like the set pieces and shit like that. It just it just looks like was that. it Highlander out at that time? I don't, this might be before Highlander, man. It's got uh, that Highlander feel, the OG Highlander feel. I'm trying to remember, yeah, it definitely does. That's a that's a good call. It's got like legitimate, like the the grainy look. The yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. if if Queen did the soundtrack, it'd be to the to crawl it'd be, like be flash dead on yeah or that too it just had that whole thing yeah you you guys seen this eric and uh, king tom i remember seeing ads for it in comic books back then and for uh-huh. some reason i always thought it was more space oriented but i will say that that trailer was very quickly paced for a trailer of that time mm-hmm. usually yeah. you watch old trailers and they're just like whole scenes with the narrator droning on and on that old trailer moved. It started off with a big bang, by the way. Something blew up, and the then shit out of me. you saw yeah. you saw guys with their shirts buttoned down to their stomach and looked like Princess Bride meets fucking monster heads. I don't know what it was. Eric, you seen this thing? Yeah, dude, I oh. saw it. I mean, it was forever ago. I was a kid when I saw it. Um, Twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was it. I remember I just gotten off my shift at the steel mill and <laughs> steel you know, mill. Man, Did you get picked up by a by a good navy man or like officer and gentleman? Sometimes that it would be cool if we could just have a decent conversation um without you being a butthole. Oh. <laughs> but you know, a guy can dream, right? Um anyway. So 
<laughs> King Thomas Dude, rolling right been, now. I don't remember enough. I know that I watched it with my dad. Yeah, I'm I sure if I asked him about it, he'd tell me it was the biggest piece of crap he ever saw. <laughs> yeah, Jim, I don't know if we want this thing retcon. Maybe we, I, I can't say that. I haven't seen it. I'll give it a shot. No. Rebooted. Remade. <laughs> no, I won't. No, I won't. I'm not going to pull punches with you, Jim. I'm not going to watch this. But I will watch the trailer again. Because the trailer's fantastic. It's oh, so it's bad, great. it's good. It's so bad, it's good. It's yeah, spawned it's, a segment great. that might get us segment, kicked yeah. off of all airwaves. Yeah, well, imagine, Evid- yeah. Evidently. You yeah. guys are, you're dick. There'll be an uprising my people. Amongst my people. You guys will have to have a all right. march. All right. We've been offended we'll for the last march. time. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Like, start a petition. There that's, it is. That's how shit is done. Start a petition. All right. There it is. Send all of your hate mail to less is more, please. Now, there's a uh, little news coming out of Netflix. Remember that, that Disney is pulling out completely? Disney and Lucasfilm and Pixar, they're taking all their catalog mm-hmm. out of off Netflix. Well, they are. But it looks like that Netflix is getting back everything by 2026. And not only are they getting it back, it can't be on the Disney Plus after it's back. What? Yeah. So this is what I read. Uh, Star Wars movies may be leaving Netflix with the launch of Disney's Plus, but they may not be gone for so long, according to Bloomberg. So this is a legitimate publication. Films from Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar movies will return to Netflix in a few years. In fact, the current deal between Netflix and Disney has it so that all the movies released from January 2016 to December 2018 from Marvel and Lucasfilm will be back on Netflix beginning 2026, Bloomberg reports. The return of Netflix will... Be a return exclusive uh, will return to exclusivity as well, meaning the films will be removed from Disney Plus. Those are all the specifics available, but the report suggests that the contract with Netflix guarantees these periodic content cycles for several years to come, according to comicbook.com. So that's kind of crazy. Starting in 2026, the Lucasfilm catalog will not be on Disney Plus. If this is what I what I'm reading is correct. From between between 2016 and 2018. Yes. But that just means that, that there'll be new content on Disney+. Plus. There's yes. nothing saying that like true. The Mandalorian and anything else that they produce or any other movies or offshoots can, you know, or, or series will just, they'll just be there. And then the B tier will be moved to Netflix. Because right. by then it'll technically be the B tier if you think about it. But this does mean, oh wait, so this means that episode eight will be taken out. Right. But episode nine will not be. No. Mm-hmm. And Infinity War will be taken out, but Endgame but won't. Endgame won't. That's, but that's right. kind of shitty. Like, if you want to watch the whole saga, the whole tr- like the all the the Skywalker by, saga. But by twenty twenty six, Araj will all be in this subscription based. No, I mean we'll have it. Yeah, no, but it, so, no, we'll but, have Netflix. But. Yeah, so you'll have Netflix and Disney Plus. So also, it's safe to say you'll have them both. Also, by that point, I think we'll be was it balls to the wall in. You'll uh, be balls to the wall, sir. Always. We'll be balls to the wall into phase four, maybe even getting close to the end of phase four. And then also whatever trilogy comes out first, I guess the D and D trilogy will, will be in full swing at that point. So I think, I, I think this is kind of a plan to just Skywalker the, saga is over. Look at this new d- shit. Wait, d- Dungeons and dragons. Beanie off and wise. You know what I'm talking about? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. D and D. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I think that that might be their plan to look what's on Disney Plus. The new shit. Look at it all. <laughs> the new shit. That's yeah. their tagline. Yeah. The new shit. Okay. 
Well, I thought that was very interesting. I yeah, thought they were is. done for good. And now Disney owning the majority percentage of Hulu, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. By the way, Hulu, just subscribers, Handmaid's Tale, out. Holy shit. First episode, crazy. This week in reboots, prequels, and sequels, we have a show from the 80s back in the day. Punky Brewster is being rebooted. And Soleil Moonfry, who played the young Punky Brewster, will star in it. Universal Content Productions is in development on a sequel to the 1980 sitcom that stars Soleil Moonfry as a young girl in foster care. Fry is attached to reprise her role for the show should it make its return to television. Punky Brewster originally aired from NBC 1984 to 1986, but no network is currently attached to the project. Punky Brewster's die of father in real life, George Gaines, uh, passed away in 2016. No, the foster father. Whatever, show, dude. Sorry. Okay. Her real father. <laughs> the whole segment is just going to be edited out. Who the uh, fuck cares yeah, about Punky we're... Brewster? I don't even know why it's in the fucking show notes. Yeah, I was like, you left it there. Bro. I know. I'm dumb. That's all gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it's time to get into some comic book TV movie news. What do you guys think? Sure. Rounding, <laughs> rounding approval. You just Ron approval. Burgundy'd the show right now, right? What do you mean? Ron Burgundy in Anchorman, he reads whatever's on the teleprompter. You literally just read whatever the fuck was in front of you. Well, I'm, because I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. It was in the, I was on the show notes. Yourself, San Diego. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you just Ron Burgundy. I didn't. I don't think our listeners needed to listen to a whole segment about you Punky Brewster. You legitimately just scrolled up and said, Punky Brewster's being rebooted and, and read that whole thing. For our listeners' sake, I edited that whole thing out. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're welcome, listeners. Our buddy, Nathaniel Damn it, Bol- put a question mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Our buddy, Nathaniel Gold, oh, by the way, it. who sent us, who listens to us and sends us voice uh, emails. Not anymore. All the time. Yeah, after listening to this podcast, he's like, done. He's disappointed you added out the punk- Punky Brewster stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. if, you, if you listeners want some info on Patreon. the Punky Brewster, just hit me up. Just, D- DM me. Content DM right me. Yeah. <sighs> well, Nathaniel Gold. All has a Kickstarter. He had a Kickstarter a while back. Remember the chimp with the brown hat? Yes, absolutely. He sent us the copies and his mm-hmm. pins. Fantastic it's a graphic novel, comic book. Um, well, he's making a sequel. Mm. And if you are into great comic books and great graphic novels, check that whole project out. Go to kickstarter.com and look up Chimp with a Brown Hat, book two. If you support it, you'll get both books. I wanted to throw this out there because I love when people put their minds into something and create stuff like this and we have obviously Nathaniel and our boy, Fourth Wall, Skiritz, who did Scorpio. So definitely check this out. I'll have this in the show notes. Give him a uh, look and if you support, if you can, that'd be great. I just want to throw that out there since we're talking about comic books. I thought we were talking about Punky Bruce. <laughs> uh, King Tom has some information on Miss Marvel. You heard anything about Miss Marvel, King Tom? Uh, there was an item in one of the trades or news outlets earlier this week where they were doing an interview with Mindy Kaling MTV um, news, MTV news, MTV news. And she had mentioned that she has been talking with Kevin Feige about adapting Miss Marvel for mm-hmm. as part of the MCU, uh, which I, I think is, is a good first step. I'm, I'm very, you know, that's, I, I've been reading that, that book because my, my daughter is into Miss Marvel. Oh, cool! And it's it's a very good book, a very creative book about just you know coming of age, learning to deal with your powers, learning. Uh, Miss Marvel is Pakistani American, her family's Muslim, um, so it's it, dealing with being a, a child of immigrants, being a different religion than, than everyone else. Uh, takes place in Jersey City instead of New York. Oh, that's um, cool! And there's a lot of really interesting stuff going going on there, and I think 
you know, having a person of color to oversee the adaptation would definitely be a great first step. Um, I don't, I'm not sure 100, 100% sure about Mindy Kaling's background. Um, I believe she so, is Indian, Indian descent. I think so. Yes. I, I think right? so. I could be just throwing that out there, but, but I know Riz Ahmed is very, very interested. He wants in to help out and to start this thing and be an executive producer. So he wants in. She had a quote. She said, the people I've spoken to at Marvel are so excited about the character. I think they're trying to figure out what to do with it. And I told them I would help them in any way because I truly love her. But they seemed really interested. And I think they will probably do something now that there's this streaming platform with them. But I think they understand that there is an excitement out there. You know, Riz, Ahmed, me, every Desi actor was very excited. Now, if you don't know what Desi is, Eric, I think you were just talking about, uh, we were talking about that earlier today. Can you let everybody know what Desi is? Yeah, man. So it is a person of Indian, Pakistani, or Bangladeshi birth or descent who lives abroad. That's right. So in, in that region right there. No, th- but they, 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 they're in the diaspora, so they're spread out amongst the world. We get it. You own a Webster. So we get <laughs> what? it. Diaspora. Yeah, you're aspora, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think Tom's right. I think this is a great idea. And I, I'm not a huge fan of Mindy Kalin, but I will say I'm excited that she's excited about this. And maybe they can make something out of this. Yeah, I think this is great. And especially to have anyone of the background to help uh, push this project um, would be obviously be the best way to go. So just, like I always say, I just think it's good for comics and comic book movies, comic book shows. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Our boy, Chris Hemsworth is our boy. We don't know. him. <laughs> I do our boy. I wish I knew him. Yeah. I had lunch with him. I feel like I know him. He's such a good guy. Speaking with Cinema Blends, Eric Eisenberg, Chris Hemsworth. He, this is what he said, and this was really cool. I'd play the character again. I love it so much, especially if there's something unique to do again with it. I feel like the last three films were very, very different each time. It really felt a totally different. It was like a totally different character, and I don't even know when or if they're shooting Guardians of the Galaxy three after the Avengers press tour. I kind of went and buried my head in the sand. I think we're going to definitely see Chris Hemsworth back as Thor. Absolutely. He's not under contract, but I, I think he'll come back. He'll, yeah. He's coming back. I, I love it. I hope it doesn't mess too much with James Gunn, James Gunn's original plan. But at the same time, I think that Infinity War showed that he, he you know, Chris Hemsworth can have chem, ha, has chemistry with, with anyone. So he would be definitely be great to throw in the mix there. But at the same time, I, I want them to stick close to the original story. And then, you know, hopefully Thor will help usher in the next phase also. Fat Thor or regular Thor? Both. Oh, see? can pull off both. I th- you know what? That's what I wanted to see in this last one. In between. I want... Oh, I, you want like a pudgy? Pudgy, yeah. yeah. Like know, working on it? Yeah, working on it, Thor. That's what I want. Yeah. Not 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 exactly there yet, but working like on Slim it. Like Slim Flast? Like he's like trying? Yeah, yeah, he's trying. Yeah, yeah, he's eating better. You know, he's cut down the beer. You know, that kind of thing. He can't cut down the beer. So are they going to mm-hmm. have like awesome dialogue between Star-Lord and Thor? Because I remember when they that first would be met... classic, dude. When they first met, it was like, this man. This, this is a man. Yeah, this is a man. You're this, a dude. This is a man. You're a dude. This is a man. You're one sandwich away from being fat, Quill. <laughs> like that whole thing. And now Thor. Yeah. Can you ironic imagine? that Thor became the fat yeah. one. Yeah. Can you imagine the the dialogue? Well, we saw it at the very end of Endgame where they're in the um, ship again together. And mm-hmm. uh, that was just, they, they already have chemistry together. Yeah. Which that's is this great. going to be great. <laughs> so I think now 
it's finally time to end this podcast with our Dark Phoenix review. I've been waiting for this for a while. The final nail in the coffin, essentially, yes. to our podcast and to this franchise. King Tom saw it first. And I always ask King Tom, if you listen to this podcast, I always ask him to send me a one-word description of what he just saw. And so he doesn't spoil it or anything. He just says, like, fantastic, different, amazing. I think he combined words this time. King Tom, you have it on you? What, what, I, I'm, I'm looking. Uh, oh, dark, and then one word, pile of shit. Yeah, dark pile of shit was his uh, word. We went and watched it because we got it for $4. We were going to watch it either way. So I was going in there anticipating it was going to be a dark pile of shit. And I will give you my quick one before King Tom kills it. I didn't think it was great at all. I didn't think it was above average at all. I thought it was pretty much just on that middle ground of Meh. being eh. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they should have ended their version of this franchise with that film. I thought it was just like, blah. I mean, we get it. I mean, it wasn't exciting at all. It was predictable. But it wasn't as bad. It's not 22%. No. It's not 12%. No. At all. No. The only reason it's not is because the acting was great. Mm-hmm. And just seeing Fassbender and McAvoy together on screen, just for a little bit that we did. It was worth it. No, but but just just look at this, just cast wise. You have McAvoy, you have Fassbender, Chastain, J Law, Holt, J Law. I'm sure I'm missing a couple other people. A fantastic cast. Just off of that cast, you should go see it because everybody does a good job. Well, I don't know. Movie? Let's not go crazy. Come on. I don't think you should go see it. It's not uh, it's not worth twelve dollars. Oh no 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 matinee. Absolutely matinee okay. in the fucking morning. In the morning, have a little popcorn with your you know with your eggs, something like that. But yeah, but no no no, not not full price. Wait, Absolutely. Let's, let's not. rewind this. Popcorn with your eggs? I've never had that. No, I'm saying with breakfast. That's what I'm talking about. Have you ever had that? So after eating breakfast. After eating breakfast. Oh, after okay. Yeah, I thought yeah, that's something yeah, you yeah, munch no, on. Oh no 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 no. Right. Yeah, yeah, take a couple hard boiled eggs. No. No, yeah. So see it early I on. The theater, dude. <laughs> Do you imagine it smell like shit? Your hard-boiled eggs would be yeah, awful. Yeah. It'd be yeah. god-awful. Yeah. That'd be disgusting. Yeah, so go see it early. Don't pay full price ever, ever, or get sucker somebody into paying for your ticket or something. But yeah, but never go see it full price. No. Okay, that's yours. Yes. Les, you being an X-Men fan, and I asked Les right afterwards, you being an X-Men fan, I am not so involved with the X-Men, and I don't know all the details, so maybe that's why I didn't think it was... As bad as it was, I didn't think it was good at all. So I don't want people to come at me saying, I can't believe you liked it. I didn't like the film, but I didn't dislike it that much either. Your Rotten Tomatoes score would be 40%. Really? Damn. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, it wasn't, it it felt like any senior in college could have made that film with, with a budget. That's what it felt like to me. I'd give it at least 60%. That's being oh, generous, no, though. That's being generous. Yeah, it's being generous. You're, you're, you're being, being generous. outright benevolent. Yeah. I'm being generous. You're yeah. being outright Pope-like right now. Mm-hmm. With your <laughs> what do you, okay, Les, go ahead. Well, it, I was able to see, and I think I explained to you, they alluded to some things for Dark Phoenix, some yeah. of the elements that were in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spoiler they, alert. They twisted some things. to. They changed a few things and moved some pieces around. So for fans like myself and King Tom, we were able to more than likely catch on to those and go, okay, th- that's part of it. But they, I think like I've said before, when you put a title up and it says Days of Future Past or Dark Phoenix, you're taking two of the most iconic stories in all of comics in actuality. And you're not even telling the actual story. You know what I mean? You're just taking the name from it 
and taking some small elements from it and going, okay, let's put this together. So it was just underwhelming, to be honest. Yeah, it's a great and word I, for I it. I said it was very underwhelming. I knew what to expect, personally, because I go, okay, they're always going to change things. They're never really going to put the actual Dark Phoenix saga there. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't disappointed. I was just like, okay, this is cool. You were expecting it. It was something to do on a Sunday matinee time. There were a lot of people in the theater, first of all. It was sold out, by the way. Weird, yeah, it sold out. Very odd. Um, Very odd, but, you know. $4 tickets, that's what happened. Yeah, this is going to say, if we're all going down, we'll go down together. But, uh, <laughs> you know, holding hands and singing, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, it it, it needed more. Mm-hmm. And then here's this thing. Okay, hey, King Tom, tell me if I'm... I hope you back me up on this. The one thing I don't like about these movies, especially so, like, if you watch X-Men The Last Stand, mm-hmm. which I thought was great, it gives us a great, incarn- a great version of Beast, but then there's just these random mutants that are with the bad guy. And you're like, who the hell are these guys? You know what I mean? The, it, the, it, the hair dude and yeah, and I'm like, okay, no, who were these random jackhole mutants? Yeah, and 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 they and they end up dying, and you don't you don't know you their, don't names. Know their names. Like and, if you want to scramble through the credits, you can, but it's ultimately you're and just Magneto like, actually yelled out one of their names, but like, but you hear the the train thing at the like the you're just like what what who yeah. who was that? Yeah. I'm a psychic. T-. And she like tried to she tried to match wits with Professor X and Jean Grey, and I'm like. Uh, who is this person? Who She's are these people? Supposed to be Callisto. No, okay. So, see, remember in Last Stand, yeah, Callisto was there, and they and I was very upset because they did not do the Callisto that we know, and that's right. and for me, I was like, come on. So when I saw this, and I'm like, okay, she's supposed to be just like she looked almost like her. So that's why you thought of that, right, King Tom? She looked almost like the actress, it, pretty much down to the same look as Callisto. She had tattoos. It was just, oh God, man. And that's that for me, that's one of the more infuriating things is you already know some of the other characters, and then you see Magneto with just this random batch of almost every time. I mean, they had the Hellfire Club, which was fine. They utilized them in uh first class. The second time around, Apocalypse had his horsemen, mm-hmm. even though they ended up being X-Men, which is kinda he's kind of done that through his history, so that's okay. But this time around again, like in Last Stand, Magneto's standing there with all these mutants, and you don't know who the bleep they are, dude. Like none, right. none whatsoever. None of the Brotherhood. They're on whatsoever. Fantasy Island too, by the and, way. and and that's supposed to be Avalon or Genosha, and it's like okay, it's just a sanctuary at this point. It's uh, it's not even Asteroid M or any of that stuff. They just took. It was just underwhelming, man. There's so much they could have utilized. Okay, okay. So let me give, let me throw this to King Tom. And I'm going to ask him this question first. If you could take all the X-Men knowledge out of your brain and you went in there to just watch a movie, what did you think about that before we get into your full X-Men review? See, I I was going to start off my review with I have problems with the way this was made. And I've, I've said those before. But at the same time, I went in wanting to like it. Okay. Uh there have been times, especially in the X-Men series, when they've changed comic book stories for the movies, and I've been fine with how they've done it. They do it in the MCU all the time. So I went in with an open mind. I wanted to just take this movie as it was. And even for what it was. And I'm not begrudging what you guys, because there are some, there are a few positive things. The acting, for the most part, was great. Um, and you guys had a great time 
seeing it. I'm glad you had a great time. Seeing it. Oh, I sat by myself, King Tom. So I just want to throw that out. <laughs> Go ahead, King Tom. I'm sorry. For me, this movie was angsty conversation followed by fight scene where it's pretty much just a whip out your cock and show how big your powers are. Repeat it. Yeah. Angsty conversation, fight scene. Angsty conversation, fight scene. And there's no art. There was no story to yeah. the fight scenes. It was just whose powers are bigger. And that's what this whole movie was about. There, the, the story was lacking. Yes. And, and f- for the movie, for what it was, I was disappointed in that. But then when you consider it's an X-Men movie, um, it was inconsistent with the other movies. Apocalypse already established the Phoenix part of Jean Grey. Kinberg wrote that. Kinberg also wrote this, but here he here he says, "Well, it's just coming to it right now." Um, it's inconsistent <laughs> with the the X Men characters themselves. You know, Professor X. The X Men have never been shown to have the adulation of the public or a direct line. Yeah, the White House. that's one thing I noticed. You're right. But Magneto, whenever he's you know on his own, he's not like living out of shipping containers in the wilderness. He has mm-hmm. high tech mm-hmm. hideaways. All over the world. Asteroid M out of the Asteroid world, too. M. Yeah, he's got yep, it all. The, underneath the Antarctic and, you know, some Atlantean city he brought up to the surface. Um, and it, that when Cyclops, I don't remember, you know, Cyclops dropped an F-bomb. And that just really took me out of it because Cyclops is the ultimate Boy Scout, especially at this, st- you know, especially yes. when he's in his 20s. Yes. And it just, like... Do you even know who the X Men are? Mm. And I, the, the the my final kind of combined criticism: the sound and editing were a mess. Yes, there were a lot of edited scenes that didn't make sense. For instance, when you introduce Jessica Chastain's character, she's in the forest, a blonde woman wearing all white, and then she has that she's at her little party, and then you cut to another scene. In the forest, featuring a blonde woman wearing all white. I thought Dazzler, and it was great to see Dazzler. It was definitely a highlight. Yes, of the movie. that was the highlight of the movie. Yes, but I thought she was Jessica Chastain. Yeah, and yeah, and then the sound. To me, it sounded like the dialogue, the sound effects, and the soundtrack were all like whoever was doing the sound editing had everything set to the max level. There was it, it was just an an oral as an a u r a l mess. To me, so it was hard to listen to, and and I could be wrong, but you know, the, over the past few X Men scenes, they've or movies, they've really emphasized that little da na na da na 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 the fanfare. Yeah, I don't recall hearing that once in this movie. Yeah, and I think Hans Zimmer did this, didn't they? Or didn't he? I thought the soundtrack was yeah. okay, though. The score was okay, but he's the, right. It was... The score was okay, but I think he's right. Everything looked, sounded like it would mesh together, all on yeah. the same level. I have and a I question. Remember hearing that, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Something happened in, in the movie that I leaned over to Boo and I go, that is not fucking real or not cool. Storm made ice? Yeah. Dude, their little hail, their little hailstones. Don't you dare give her, don't justify that. Come on, dude. It's hail weather. What is uh, hail? What is hail? In in essence, what is hail? They don't have Iceman in a movie and he walks up and asks for ice. That's something that they've had Iceman do in the other X-Men. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
I didn't like the villains. I didn't think the villains were credible. I didn't think they were scary. I didn't believe that they were ever going to take over or, or well, win. The, the See, alien race? Yeah. yeah bullshit. See, well, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one thing that I felt. Well, you know, In the other X-Men movies, there's dread. There is, yeah. oh shit, some yeah. shit's about to go down in all of them. Apocalypse was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nuclear war yeah. or Magneto's going to turn everybody into mutants or some other shit. You know, some bad shit's going to happen. At no point did I feel dread for the entire world. I never felt like the X-Men are the only option for what's going on. I was like, I was like, okay, great. They're having a, a shitty time. You know, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Raven has, you know, been, you know, been killed, you know, and uh, yeah, what is his name? Jean Grey is just losing her fucking mind. That sucks, but yeah, okay, it was, it's not that bad. They they tried being clever by naming the aliens the Dabari, which was the race that Dark Phoenix, the race of broccoli people that Dark Phoenix killed. She just blew up their planet, and in the comics, they were a peaceful race. Yes, very. They, they had a story there that they they could have gone with how. Gene is being manipulated by all these outside forces without having to get into the Professor X's evil angle. But they could have had, like, the, the Dabari or whoever the aliens were do what Mastermind did, you know, warp her reality. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, they did they did one of the things that I love what she did in the book, where she gave the, the guy who was manipulating her a taste of the godhood he so desired. And it drove him crazy. And they kind of touched on it here, but it didn't do anything yeah. and at that i'm like why did you do that yeah there's a lot of those questions throughout the entire yeah, because, film yeah and i i, I explained the whole, i gave the raj the cliff notes and you basically touched on every part of the mm-hmm. dark phoenix i said so the elements were there but the shiar would have been a much better alien race because they were the ones that showed up and are like we have to kill this thing we're, they're the police force. They like showed up and like, hey, uh, X Men, Gene, uh, the Phoenix killed the Dabari, and uh, we need to kill the Phoenix force. It's in her right. body. We need to kill her. Yeah. And that was the whole battle was between the X Men and that alien race, which spanned all these other things. But at this point, it's one of those things where you go, okay, fine, we're done here. Let's pack this up, box yeah. it away, and put it on the shelf and get ready for new versions coming out so hopefully in the next few years. They're going to take their time, by the way. And great. They, they didn't do that. Please. They have to, because this thing is, has left a, you know, especially with these two gentlemen, mm-hmm. a horrible taste in their mouths. Just a, this sucks. Especially King Tom. Because King Tom tore this movie apart. Anybody who, who was part of this movie should yeah. not listen to it, because they're going to cry. Yeah. You know, because it, it know, made he, Last he's, Stand look good. Yes. Oh, and you know what? Hey, I, um, I enjoyed Last Stand. I, I was going to say the same thing. I liked Last Stand for what it gave me because if you watch Last Stand again, all five of the original X Men are in it in some way. Yeah. But yeah, this was just one of those things. And like you said, any college student probably could have said, all right, let's put this together. Let's do this. Let's, you know, make this sound. Hey, cut that sound in there. Yeah. Perfect. Let's that's go. what it felt like to me. It was just like rushed and redone and it just, it just wasn't good. I dug but, the train scene. The train train fight scene was pretty good. Yeah, but like you said, I just the, those... the villains were underwhelming to me. So it was like, they're oh, I, I wasn't scared for yeah. them at any Oh, they yeah. just time. run real yeah. fast and try to like, they kind of seem like zombies. And run yeah. real fast they, with this swivel they were, running. Yeah, yeah. They, they were World War Z zombies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know what it looked like? A lot of them. It looked like the train scene in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, that was a good movie. I was to, yeah, I haven't seen that. It's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, that was actually yeah, really it was good actually movie. really like yeah. in the but the CG Surprising. was so yeah. overt. You could see like, herky jerky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my whole thing is X Men First Class. I really enjoyed that movie. And Les and I got in major debates because I thought it was just a good movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not yes. a a 
expert into the X-Men. Mm. Get it? Expert. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I thought the acting was great. I was very excited. McAvoy and Fassbender being in it. I thought it was a good movie. Like I was very excited to get into this franchise because I wasn't all about the previous X-Men films at all. But then it seems like they just went south from there on on hard. It, no, it, it, it seemed like it was a nosedive. Yes. You, you take off. Well, you're, you're cruising with uh, apocalypse, maybe dipping a little turbulence and then just, Fucking everything goes to shit. You're not, you're you're flying a you know Boeing seven thirty seven and straight to the ground. I'm yeah. gonna say this, and I think a few people may agree with me slightly. No one. The best X movies out of the whole offshoots, crossovers, uh-uh. spinoffs. Uh uh-uh. Logan. Yes. Oh, yeah. Deadpool one. Yes. Mm-hmm. And maybe Deadpool two. Because yeah, they stayed well, as they man. they gave you exactly what they're supposed to be. Logan was probably the most. Well, I'm, I, I, would I say like the most, First Class, man. I, I really like First as Class. As far too. as, like, accuracy. It was like a period piece throughout the... I mean, yeah, just yeah, like no, everything yeah, about the, it. But yeah, what I'm saying, as far as, awesome. like, accuracy goes, for me, those would be my ones right there, because Deadpool is dead on. They don't change much about him. They He's actually yeah. who he's yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, I see what be. you're saying. You know, Lo- Logan, you're like, well, Logan this, was is, this is Wolverine. Beyond all of them, yeah. This is exactly Wolverine. This is him in the wilderness. Yeah. This is him sticking up for kids, because... That's one of the things Wolverine does is he always takes after he's always takes care of a kid. His sidekicks are almost always younger boys or younger girls that he goes, this is how the world is. He teaches them how it goes. Mm-hmm. So he's a mentor in that regard. Not creepy in any way, but he just says, look, I'm going to show you what this is about. And he gives us all for that. And then everything else is just they've just messed with so much. This is what happens. I'm surprised there's no petitions ever really been started because nobody gives a fuck. And that's the point. We just take this line. Down I will give you this. Actuality. I will give them this. I give them credit for having the balls to try to do days of future past and mm-hmm. the way they did it. Mm-hmm. They didn't pull it off, but I give them balls to even attempt what they tried to attempt between all the actors, the mixing of both children and old films. Yeah. Both sagas. Uh, I'll give them that. But yeah, the last two were not good. I think, I think sometime we definitely can and, and should have a conversation on the legacy of the X-Men franchise, mm-hmm. because I think it, it, it's important for what we are into. But I think at, at the end, you had a, a corporate owner that only saw the franchise as a way to make money, and they really exactly. didn't care about the long term, the long term health of it. They just yeah. wanted to cash in as much as they could. And then at the end, they got senioritis because they were being sold anyway. And meanwhile, the, the, you had two people kind of steering it. One was Brian Singer, who had a piece of trash and he had his own problems. Yeah. So he wasn't really involved. And then Kinberg oversaw the last two. And he's shown, and I'm really glad he's not doing Star Wars, but he's shown that he's not, not necessarily up to the job under these yeah, conditions. Exactly. But people, if you like the X-Men, I still think you should go see it. I mean, you're going to have to see it. Yeah, you, you got to finish it out, everybody. Finish it out. Please just... That, just, that, was, just, yeah, that was my big thing is, I got to finish it. Yeah, yeah I've seen all the other ones. I got to finish the franchise. Yeah. How do you... You know, it's like watching episodes one through eight. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to see episode nine. Come on. Yeah, you're going to have to finish Come it. Come on. Especially if you're a comic book fan. Exactly. Like these guys. Well, thank you, King Tom. That was a, a great breakdown, by the way, of the film. Thank you. My percentage went down by 4%, so... I'm, you, you did your job. You, so, you're just handing out gifts. Boo. Yeah, I think Boo uh, raised it. I think it went down for you too, Boo, a little bit, percentage-wise? It, it, the, the entire time, it was flirting between like 50, 55, and 60. So you're at 50 now. Yeah, so I'll give it 55. <laughs> 
You're so nice. What is it? What is it? A, a, a D minus is still passing. What is that? A 59 or something like 59. that? 59. I'll give something it a 50. Like yes, I'll give it a 59. All right. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this podcast, guys. This was a fun one. We've had some chuckles the last couple of weeks. Yeah. King Tom, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Always. Always. Always, Always great to have you. Can you tell people where they can find you on social media and some of the other podcasts, by the way? Uh, Tom Chansky on Twitter. Uh, I am here. I have a weekly segment on the Sith list. The uh, what's, what's their names? Eric. Bad Motivators. I'm Bad Motivators. Last <laughs> bad Motivators. And uh, I, I have a show with Hawes on the Blue Harvest Patreon called Masters of Harvest Kasi, where we talk about Star Wars video games. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I'm just around. He's round. He's everywhere. He owns the network. He is literally everywhere. Yeah, He is everywhere. He's kind of like Keanu Reeves right now. You notice he's everywhere? The, I'm uh, not that cool. The Keanu yeah, songs. Are, yeah. Keanu is everywhere. The Keanu songs. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Shrothers, where can people listen to that velvety voice, that smooth voice? <laughs> well, you can check out The Bad Motivators featuring great guests such as King Tom. And uh, also, uh, a episode of Strathers Wars on the Steel Wars podcast dropped my monthly podcast that comes out once every three months. <laughs> There's a new episode up. Uh, went up, um, by the time you hear this, a little bit, been up about four days. It's really good. It's with Catherine Neen. It was recorded at Star Wars Celebration uh, late one night. So it's a really good show, man. It's a really fun time. So check out the Bad Motivators or and or Strathers Wars on the Steel Wars podcast. Perfect. Check that out. Also, he was on Canto by Dispatch. Eric Strathers is everywhere too now. Listen, Boo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List. Boo. Less is more. Crunch Crunch is his name. You guys already called it out. So send all your hate mail to at Less is more seventy eight. Send it. He came up with that name, by the way, guys. He came up with that name, not me. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, Plus, I you kid, I kid. <laughs> lying liar. No, and you can find me <laughs> at the Sith list on Twitter and uh, Facebook and all that stuff. The Sith list. Just check us out, guys. And we will. You know what? Next week is our 150. That's kind of like a milestone, right? Surprised we made it that far. Let's have a party. <laughs> this is what we do. Check us out next week on episode number 150 of the Sith list.
Take me. 